1: Hey friendos. Steve here. And Larson. And on today's going in raw news brief, Pat McAfee talks about his future in wrestling. WWE call-ups are getting stiff by WWE? We predict Impact's emergence night two. But first, the real reason for Keith Lee's theme music change has been revealed. Larson, what's in the news? So, during Keith Lee's impressive debut
2: last night on raw we all know a couple things were different about his presentation yeah. he had some new ring gear yeah, yeah. new theme uh, uh, and kind of uh, it wasn't really met with any sort of popular uh, uh, approval quite popular the opposite. like it
1: people crapped all over it this yeah, is they like, the really like, it. Generic, they like the most generic it was like the very it was like the most generic theme music it's really generic it's super uh, generic however fightful select and go subscribe
2: to fightful select uh, has some details on why WWE decided to change his entrance music for his main roster call up, reporting that WWE has been quote urging talent to ditch their CFO dollar sign themes, mm. and that apparently has to do with a crap publishing deal that CFO dollar sign signed. Uh, Fightful states that Lee agreed to the change, but some other superstars have rejected the idea of ch- of changing themes. Uh, I would I would guess from something that's. Maybe good that CFO dollar sign has to something mm-hmm. generic that WB has
1: laying around in their vault somewhere. Yeah, what are um, these what are the what are they supposed to do? Like they're being urged to like get rid of okay, fine. Hold on a second. Let me whip something up on crappy garage band here real quick, and then you can play that. What are they supposed to do? These are athletes and performers, not musicians. Well, also, I mean, they're
2: not just athletes and performers, they're athletes and performers where their presentation, their packaging does a lot for them. It does, You yeah. know? Um, yeah. So anyways, back in February, Fightful had some details on CFO Dollar Sign's uh, bad publishing deal and how it affected their relationship with WB. That's what they had to say. Quote, according to one source, CFO Dollar Sign was out a significant cut of money as it relates to their deal. Um, apparently, uh, in the previous Fightful Select story, like the, their publishing deal says their publisher gets like half their royalties. It's, oh, it's absurd. It's horrible. Um, the same exploitation. Affirmation...
1: Exploitation of artists, man. Uh, uh, More from Fightful Uh, The the same
2: aforementioned source indicated That CFO Dollar Sign tried to get WWE to buy them out of their deal Which WWE seemed on board with But the publisher rejected The plan that Fightful heard Was that WWE hoped to bring them In-house, but the talks Got to a standstill and eventually ran out It's thought that CFO Dollar Sign Have a
1: non-compete with their publisher Which is why they haven't returned That's a crummy deal, man yeah, that's that's a super crummy deal. I just don't, like, I understand that. So it just sounds like, number one, there are some details that are sort of missing from this, like the, the entire picture. Because, like, if CFO was contracted to do this work for WWE and WWE has these uh, uh, things, I mean, I guess if WWE continues, maybe the arrangement, I'm just completely guessing. In terms of why WWE would then want to discontinue using these theme songs, um I'm assuming it's because when they do they have to pay out royalties to CFO Dollar Sign and to their publisher? Would that be and they're like, oh, we don't want to do that anymore?
2: I guess it would depend on the nature of the arrangement they had. Is it a situation where CFO dollar sign would create these themes and WWE would license
0: mm-hmm, those yeah. themes,
2: then I believe uh, the situation you laid out is correct. If this is a work for hire situation where WWE pays CFO dollar sign to flat brief, yeah, it would
1: be. Then WWE would own those songs. And why would they? Yeah. So I, I would assume. I would assume then it's got to be a licensing be the thing. Former. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, when they had Jim Johnston in house, that was like okay. You're. I would assume an employee. Everything's work for hire then. And that's yeah. work. That's work for hire. WWE exactly. Owns
2: all that music. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's funny. I understand. Okay, this is a clean slate. We're changing over. The the thing that WWE really has to be, if if they want to get, and maybe seemingly they don't care, but the perception that exists, and I understand the perception, but because like everybody in our comments on the YouTube video is like, "Oh, Steve, you're crazy." They're they're burying him. They're changing his music. That means they're burying him. Overlooking the fact, but here's the thing: I understand that sentiment because there is a precedent for there it. There is a
2: precedent, and you know, like the theme stuff. You know, if if Fightful Select report is accurate, um and I have no reason to think it's not, because um, they do great work over there, um, then that makes sense. I get it from a legal mm-hmm. standpoint. If be thought, okay, I mean, I, the thing is, I don't know how it's different than nxt versus on wb main I, I don't know if the licensing deal is different yeah i don't, I don't know, know why seemingly they're cool using cfo dollar sign stuff maybe in nxt but main is a different deal i just don't know maybe the pr- it's yeah. a situation where we're uh, you know uh since main is seen by more people you know maybe uh, the deal is you know based on some metric that uh main roster does better than nxt i don't know um but uh, it, well, it, I completely it, lost my train of thought. Carry on.
1: No, that's fine. It's it's my my speculation is this: they view main roster as a clean slate. It's, hey, let's present you now in a different light, similar to, well, you know, somebody making a return. Sasha Banks returns. She's got a new attitude. Sure, her hair is a different color. Let's take that opportunity to uh, sort of uh, give the audience. A, a, a packaging representation of that, a visual and audio representation yeah, yeah. of that. So let's change her music. What she did, um, Bailey, same thing. Heel turn. She got new music because obviously the last stuff didn't reflect her. Um, the problem with call ups is that they're different. And honestly, like if they want to start building back the the credibility with the audience, you you just let them continue to do his NXT stuff and keep that the same, put him in the good spot that he's in, which you can't argue like a match with Randy Orton, a payback yeah, is not spot. a good it's it's spot. It's a great spot. Um, You do that and maybe at his pay-per-view debut, which is a big deal and everybody's like, oh, wow. Then you give him a new theme song. Then you have him debut the new gear. Yeah, and
2: I think the point is not so much they change the theme, is they just change it to a crummy theme. Like if they change it and it was awesome, and it, if and, and it was as good a representation of,
1: of Keith Lee's NXT theme, then people would be like, "Oh, this is great, fantastic." But it's if not there, that. It's generic if there was and some it's like yeah, if there was like some obvious actual production value behind it, yeah, uh, then it would it, it would probably pre- people would be like, "Oh, wow!" Like I'm used to the old thing, but I'm yeah, I'm open yeah. To it. But I mean, in terms of, of viewers who don't watch
2: NXT who are unfamiliar with Keith Lee's work, um, you hear "Basket is Glory." You hear him, you know, doing the vocals for his own theme. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. There's something about that is a lot more captivating than, oh, another generic entrance. Yeah. This yeah, guy I don't... This must be another generic wrestler in WWE's eyes. and He's got just another generic entrance. From a yeah. presentation standpoint, I feel like the quality of the theme music does matter. Granted, you know, he'll change minds as soon as he steps foot in that ring. and starts doing all the incredible stuff he could do. Mm-hmm. But in terms of first impressions, when his music hits, and you're like, oh, okay, well, this is boring. What does that tell me about this,
1: this wrestler? here's the thing about it too is that i mean just going back to the business aspect of things this cfo dollar sign thing like do, do you have the 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 date on that last fightful report like the is previous it one it's february i believe february of this year dude it's been six months this is a this is a billion dollar company they can't find a different set of musicians to work with that have i know there's a get on soundcloud there's a million of them out there. Put a put a call out there. Do make it public. Make it like a big. Hey, we're looking for the next WWE music producer. Send us your dope beats and freshest yeah, jams. Yeah, and we'll demos, bring you on board. Demos. You could be the new Jim Styles. It's insane that they don't do that. Especially it's Especially today,
2: when music production is pretty easy. I, yeah. Anybody with a laptop.
1: Yes. Yes. And,
2: and a MIDI keyboard, can you
1: know uh, create wrestling themes. And here's the thing. If you make it a personality based thing, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm sorry, you don't make it a personality based thing, but you say, hey, this is the winner. You publicize who the winner is. People will be more willing to give that the, the that theme music the benefit of the doubt, because it's like, oh, we get to see who this is. This person was in their basement doing these dope jams, fresh beats. They won this contest because people voted their music and now look at what they're doing. They're more apt. It's this whole like they're, they're WWE can be too corporate for their own good sometimes. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they quite oftentimes, often are. oftentimes quite often right. are yes. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So uh, speaking of uh, Pat McAfee, we're about <laughs> to do that. <laughs> He's talking about his comp- his future with that corporation, the WWE. Uh, so obviously, following his very impressive in ring debut. During last weekend's NXT TakeOver 30, Pat McAfee spoke to ESPN about his future in the WWE, and he said this. "Uh, To be completely honest, I'm not 100% sure what's going to happen. I'm not under contract to do anything else with Mr. H. I assume he and I will talk about this at some point because I heard his comments in the press conference afterward, which were very nice. But for me, all I was worried about was that match at NXT TakeOver 30, and then I'll let everything else kind of sort itself out. And I think that's where I'm at right now. I feel good. If I never get in the ring again, I'll be very thankful for the opportunity. I'll be proud of it. If something pops up and it's right and my wife doesn't mind because I did miss some of the honeymoon for this whole thing and she's been incredibly cool, there's a lot that goes into it. To be honest, I just started thinking about it within the last 24 hours and I have no idea what the future holds. Um... Uh, Let's see here. During his traditional post-takeover conference call, of course, Triple H said uh, this about McAfee, and these transcripts come to you from Wrestling Inc. Uh, Pat has every intention of doing this and being not only an NXT superstar, but if the time is right, a WWE superstar. Wow, Triple H is contradicting what uh, Pat McAfee said. Kind of. He has a lot of other commitments from his podcast, everything else he does. He has a lot of commitments and a lot of things across the board. But he's very serious about this, and we'll see where it goes. So he's trying to twist his arm there in the press. You know, commit seemingly. for like, him.
2: He also said during that conference call, something like, hey, uh, uh, Triple H, remember we have this phone call. We could talk about it when I'm inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's what McAfee said. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um,
1: I don't know. I I, fe- I feel like the dude, He's he does have a lot on his plate. Would I want to oh, yeah. see him as a regular NXT superstar? I kind of like the role he's in right now. Yeah, I mean, if he pops
2: up from here and there, you know, from time to time here and there and and has a match or two a year, if he could put on performances on par the way he did against Adam Cole, why not?
1: You know, you know, it would be because he brings eyeballs to NXT. Apparently brought eyeballs to our videos about him. (laughs) You know, you're right. You know, it'd be fun is if these guys are, you know, enemies. I would like to see them as a reluctant tag team. That's sort of the next story that I would like to see because... And then eventually them just become friends. Because honestly, it seems like they really like each other. Oh yeah. They work really well together. They have good chemists. I mean, Adam Cole, when he would, you know, uh, when he was talking about the Pat McAfee on a pole match, he couldn't like they both were just honestly like on the verge of cracking oh, yeah. up over the oh, whole yeah. thing. Oh yeah. So I don't know, man. I think that uh, it it could be fun as long as it's within the context of, hey, let's do some more goofy stuff with Adam Cole. Yeah, That could be fun. Totally. <clears throat> totally. Speaking of NXT So we've had some NXT
2: call-ups of late hitting the main roster and with the company making like record profits. They've never made more money. Uh, You'd think that maybe they'd all get new deals that reflect the fact that they're on the main roster now, but Feifel is reporting that's not the case. Uh, This is what Feifel had to say. Uh, Quote, Feifel has heard from multiple sources that several recent WWE call-ups have not received new contracts. (laughs) Many of them are actually working lighter schedules than they were in NXT before the pandemic started. One source high up in WWE told us that the topic of extending the contracts or offering new ones will likely be broached when things return to normal. Though that's much easier said than done, WWE has no idea what their live event schedule will look like when that happens or even if they'll have one outside of TV. So it sounds like this, uh, even now in this current climate, they're tying uh, their contracts uh, seemingly exclusively to how many days you work Dates you work, mm-hmm. sorry um, Yeah As opposed to anything else But if, like Let's say we get through pandemic era And WWE realizes Hey um, it, it We lose money Doing as many live events So say they do Raw, Smackdown And each maybe has a, a Additional uh, live show House show per week mm-hmm. so That's two shows a week Mm-hmm um are they gonna go to everybody
1: and say, sorry, everybody's gotta take a pay cut now? Uh you know, I, I, I don't like this phrase because it's got some negative connotations, but in this case and in, in, in a lot of things, it's actually true, the market will sort itself out because they got AEW, you got impact seemingly with this bizarre reserve of money know, that they're able to throw at, it, at and that's whoever the thing, like And here's the thing, like they'll go to Randy they won't go to Randy Orton and say that.
2: Mm-mm, no, you know, Orton's, no. Orton's. I'm sure Orton's deal is about as ironclad as it gets. Oh, um, yes. But you go to you know somebody in the mid card or lower card, you know, people who don't have potentially the leverage and negotiations in terms of potentially going to AEW or, or mm-hmm. Impact or whatnot. Uh, you know, they can go to them. It's like, sorry, I know you signed this deal. It's five years or uh, so much money, but you're not working. You're not gonna be working
1: these dates, so we got to cut your pay. That sucks. They're gonna. I mean, it's right now. We're in the middle of them figuring out what the new normal is going to be. You know, I mean, yeah, they're getting rid of live events because they don't sell well. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a competitor in AEW that has money. And they've got Impact that has money, and so they're going to be figuring out. Okay, uh, Tenera Conti. We don't want to pay you more money. Uh, so what happens then if she goes to AEW? Can she? make a star out of herself there. yeah. And and are we going to lose out on that? There's going to be some decisions that have to be made if they're not making their money back. I understand that. I, I get that they're super profitable and everything, but like any business, they take a look. Okay, well, this is what we're willing to pay for this element of our business. And now that we're not doing as many dates, uh, it seems like their value should go down because we're not utilizing them as much. Now, whether or not that will play out uh, for the WWE, Th- that that might end up shooting them in, in the foot, you know. In which case, they're going to learn from that and they're going to have to pay people more money per date. Uh, and they're going to be stuck doing that. Or it won't end up shooting them in the foot because not everybody can be Tainara Conti who goes to AEW. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if she's going to be on TV again. I hope so. I think she's great. Yeah. I hope so. Too. Uh, maybe she needs a little bit more training, but I think she's good. Um, you know, I don't know the, the market will sort itself out if, if yeah, yeah, I wonder what the difference is You want to engender good good uh, good morale with your company Then give out raises and people want to stick around yeah. with your company or, at, or at do you not care. Don't cut their pay? You know yeah, do you not care about that? Then, you know, okay? Then you're either gonna suffer the consequences or you won't it's that simple pretty much um I wonder what the
2: because obviously like in terms of profitability not doing these live events has been a a benefit for the company but in terms of actual revenue brought in versus expenditures i just wonder what because i think in the in in the last quarter financials like overall revenue was slightly down it was this profitability that was way up Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so i mean I, i guess at the end of the day the number that is perhaps most important is is profitability and uh and how that uh Makes the, the the shareholders happy. You know, um, you,
1: you know what they could do. You know what? Again, this is again me speaking out of my ass because what do I know, right? But one thing they really would maybe consider, and maybe they have this, given what we've seen. Maybe not. I don't know. But we've seen uh, an absolute groundswell, an explosion of wrestlers taking it upon themselves to start building their own brand on things like Twitch. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like, uh, 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 being social media influencers, you know, like, I mean, if you look at most of the women's division, especially they have been able to, uh, uh, get themselves some brand deals just via their own Instagram accounts. Mm-hmm. If the WWE were to say, Hey, listen, we can't pay you because it doesn't make sense in our budget. We can't pay you per date more than we were before, but We have this guy over here, this department over here that will help you establish your own brand so you can monetize yourself and make up some money that way and set yourself up for a post-wrestling future. I mean, that kind of thing, you would think that, oh, wow, WWE will help set me up like that. I could have the next up, up, down, down, or I can have the mm-hmm. next whatever. Yeah, yeah, They're helping me get those brand deals to my Instagram. That would be one thing that would be low cost to the WWE because you're only paying a couple people a salary to do this. Some social they would media experts. Maybe get some sort of commission money, sort of brand deals, obviously, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And on top of that, you're showing your wrestlers, hey, we're going to help you succeed on your own independently. Going forward, I don't know if WWE would be interested in that if they care. But the WWE, have, one thing they do have is a big platform, which yes. wrestlers, if they're savvy enough, they can find ways to monetize. We've they seen that all the They can leverage that for their own benefit. And not saying AEW can't offer that because they do also, they obviously have a very, very deep. I mean, I'm sure everybody who's been on Dark has uh, has been able to benefit from that as well oh, if I'm you're sure. making yeah, a splash yeah, yeah. and
2: I mean the aew is, has has been very aggressive in terms of, of merchandising obviously and licensing
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, you know their company thus far I mean they' having been around a year or like in terms of televised show and they already have
1: action figures out um, well, that's video yeah. in that,
2: the war course. They're basically a t-shirt company as well as a wrestling promotion. Yeah, so. pretty
1: much. I mean, that's one thing that WWE really could learn from AEW. Is, oh, yeah. the, is the merchandising thing? Is the t-shirt thing? Because they get that one dude cranking out like some of his shirts are okay, and some of them are just god awful. And a lot uh, of them are, are close to being decent, but seemingly half baked. Some of them are so close, like the Liv Morgan one. That's so close to being a really cool shirt. It's so close. I know. Really close. Um. So, you know, yeah, hook them up with uh, hook 'em up with independent designers. Hook them up with Juan Ortiz, you know? Yeah, and yeah. and let them let them go outside. This is, they're supposed to be independent contractors. <laughs> you know, let well, them I don't let know them if that's the case I don't know if that's the case for
2: like their, you know, obviously when when Jim Johnston was there, right? Oh, I'm talking about there. I'm
1: talking about their wrestlers. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I meant like in terms of the 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 art department and
1: mm-hmm. stuff.
2: People who designed the team. Oh, they're
1: probably right. employees. Yeah. They yeah, th- those are employees. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, the the wrestlers are independent contractors. Let them be a little bit more independent. Let them go out there and... Independent contractors. I know, it's a big joke. Anyways, speaking of a big joke, we got Emergence Night 2 tonight. That was a joke. We've got that right here at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen. Well, this is on YouTube. But over at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, I'm going to be checking out Emergence Night 2. You can watch it with me. I'm, a, I'm in a window. Emergence Night 2 is in a window, assuming Impact has their streaming stuff uh, 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 on point. Yeah. Uh, and that should be a lot of fun. So we're I'm going to watch it live at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Tonight we've got... This should be great. Deanna Parrazzo versus Jordan Grace. Probably the main event. It should be. 30-minute knockouts Iron Man match. That should be good. Uh, Ed Ed Edwards defends his title in an open challenge. Wonder who's going to turn themselves in to new Impact Champion. Really, that's probably not going to be the main event because they do not treat that title anything close to a main event title. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of main event titles, EC3 stole the TNA World Heavyweight Championship from uh, Moose. So apparently we're going to find out why he did that. I imagine it has something to do with controlling a narrative. And then the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers, will be taking on Willie Mack. Larson, who do you got in each of these matches? Um, Willie Mack. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Eddie Edwards. Yeah. And then Jordan Grace. Oh, wow. She, she's going to pick it back up, huh? All right, uh, I'm going to go with uh, the one that I will disagree with you on is uh, Brian Myers. I agree with you on Jordan Grace and Ed Edwards, so our predictions will all come down to Brian Myers versus thank, uh, Willie thank goodness Mack. goodness nothing's on the line. Here's the thing about Brian Myers. He's the most professional wrestler. That's what he's calling himself these days. Yeah, no, I uh, p- picking Willie Mack in that instance is probably a bad pick. Anyways, uh, hopefully we'll see you guys there. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye